Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. So if you have a THX uh, system at home, it's working. <laughs> we have tested it for you. That was the worst roller coaster ride I've ever been on. It is the 20th of no no, the 21st of November. 21st of November 2012. This is episode 85 of the Skeptic Way. I am Caroline, your host, and with me this uh Week are the two people who have been avoiding each other for the last two weeks. Wait a minute, what? Donna Swafford <laughs> and Greg Perrine. Hello, hello, hello. I was out of state. I had an excuse. So avoiding, was I. Avoiding. I. This is awkward. Yeah, but you were out of state at different times. It's not like you were out of state at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I was in no way avoiding Donna. Uh huh. Because I would never have. Leave the yeah, state to avoid fuck somebody. It, I avoid Greg as much as possible. <laughs> this is getting creepy. <laughs> Which is weird because you're always hanging outside of his door. What? You're knocking on his door and then putting like flaming turds on his door. Damn it! I, I found thought that was out. you, Gary. <laughs> they wouldn't drive all the way over here for that. Yeah, it's just a hop, skip, and a I jump for me. I burned down your house. <laughs> Except you have a fireplace. Does that mean my house is fireproof? Sure. Sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> how that not? works. Yeah. Yay! I can cancel my insurance now. That's right. It, it prevents arsonists. Like, oh, we can't set fire to this house. He has a fireplace. Well, this particular arsonist that I'm thinking of. <laughs> okay, now onward <laughs> past the awkward silence. And uh, for you CIA agents who are listening to this... Uh, <laughs> We've gone from the awkward silence to the frightened silence. <laughs> okay. No, I am not we'll, have to re- we'll have to refer to it later in the episode, so you'll have to keep it in. Oh, okay. That's right. So anyway, so for the NSA who is listening in to this uh, skeptical atheistic podcast, um, that's just a joke, you see. And that just made it worse, didn't it? <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> You're Just denying it a little kidding. too much. <laughs> According to Dan Brown, uh, there's a there's a supercomputer up in Washington D.C. or somewhere. I was just in Washington D.C. and I didn't see it. Well, that's because it's underground. It's a big place. <laughs> I was I was underground at a couple of points on the yeah. metro. <laughs> Is that what they're calling it now? Underground in the metro. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> on AdamandEve.com. It's been a while since we pimped them, hasn't Going it? Going down. Well, I, I think last week I mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah we didn't you, mention If you hadn't been avoiding it. Maybe because I was getting my Adam and Eve on rather than... <laughs> okay, so, birthdays this week. Not Adam and Steve. Yeah, boom. Okay. <laughs> hey, I've kissed a girl and I liked it. I did it in the name of equality. I... Kissed against anti. I did the, the moving Chick-fil-A. on birthdays. <laughs> I kissed a girl too, and I liked it for different reasons. Okay, I thought it might have been for the same reason, but continue. Birthdays. I've never kissed someone out of protest. Hmm. Okay. Birthdays. Let's move on to birthdays. This gonna be is this gonna be the podcast of the awkward silence? Welcome to the Skeptic Wire, a podcast of the awkward silence. Okay. And moving on to birthdays! So, George uh, Washington! (laughs) Close. Close. Um, Benjamin Franklin? No, it was someone who influenced a lot of early American thinkers. Who was... I I was originally going to go for one person as as enlightenment today... Because Wikipedia says their birthday is today, but apparently this person disputed the fact (laughs) that they they were born on November 21st, 1694. 1694. 
Uh, this is not the person we talked about earlier. No, it's could not. Could possibly be um, someone who was on a different calendar at that time. So, as, a, as opposed to the Rastafarian no, calendar. No, this person said they right were now. born on February 20th. So not a few days off. A whole half a year off. Mayan calendar, then? <laughs> it would be like a third of a year. No, this person was a, like a writer... Historian, philosopher, uh, wrote uh, some plays, um, advocated uh, separation of church and state, um, even though he was a deist. Hold on, let's go back. <laughs> Did he say he was born on the, uh, February 3rd the following year or that year? <laughs> Since you asked... Because you said three months, but it may not be three months, maybe nine months. Exactly. Yeah. God damn you people. Which is weird, because that's the same gestation time as a baby. So maybe this person replaced another baby. He huh. claimed he was born February 20th, 1694. He was, according to his birth certificate or other information that they found, is November 21st, 1694. So same year. Nine months. Nine months. So, so he, he claims, replaced somebody. He replaced somebody. Pod He's person. a replicant. Pod person. Yeah, even better. Okay. They've been here a long time. Well, he was French. <laughs> Just because that explains yes. pod people. Let's hit on the French. <laughs> okay, continue. So, he was part of the Enlightenment, which is another interesting thing. So, does the Enlightenment, were they um, uh, the the nemesis of the silence? Just so curious. <laughs> I'm trying to yes and your improvisation, but I just got nothing. Okay. Well, they didn't. He, Doctor Who never went to that year, so as far as we know, not yet. Not much interesting stuff happened. All right. So this guy, part of the Enlightenment, <clears throat> um, born Francois Marie Arouet. Oh, uh, Arouet, no. uh, the person. Who... The, that was the preceder of Amway. Oh, I was thinking of Contact. Oh. Arroway. Dr. Arroway. Oh. No? No. No. He had a pen name that he's very, very famous for. Dr. Seuss? <laughs> Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got me with that one, Gary. <laughs> okay. All right, okay. this has been enough hemming and hawing Richard, over this. Richard Bachman. <laughs> no. <laughs> Voltaire. Oh, oh Voltaire. Voltaire, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that, that was right there. It was right on the tip of my tongue. Oh, really? Voltaire. Uh -huh. Oh, hey. He supposedly said he cannot imagine a universe that did not, that uh, a clockwork universe that did not uh, have a clockmaker. Right. He was a deist. So, so this guy, this guy posted, and I totally wanted to put. It seems to me that Voltaire, ironically, had a lack of imagination. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah anyway he was he was critical of religions and churches and dogma but he but he, he was kind of clocks. like yes big black clocks <laughs> wait did you say clocks or cocks i said clocks <laughs> i had to be very careful enunciating that yeah, that's so not what I heard. You heard what you wanted to hear, Donna. And no, yeah. Ding dong, Voltaire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Voltaire. So yes, he did believe in a universal clockmaker type Unitarian-ish God. That yeah, but, the idea that like all the religions kind of had it wrong, but you still could believe in God. Sure. And that was a pretty popular philosophy back then. And it's actually becoming a pretty popular philosophy now. Yeah. Again. That was kind of my kind of gateway drug to atheism <gasps> from originally being a believer of thinking, well, oh, the Muslims and the Jews, they missed that that old story of the, 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 the elephant and the three blind men who sure. touch it. And this one's <laughs> a snake. Yes. This... <laughs> 
<laughs> oh. And we're back on the and big And suddenly black. they get spat upon. <laughs> this is a spinning snake. And so in, in general, he is kind of important for skepticism and skeptical thought, at least of religion. So Voltaire is mistakenly attributed of saying, I disapprove of what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. Apparently, this was written actually by Evelyn Beatrice Hall in a biography of Voltaire, and she thought it came from this letter, but that letter was found, and it doesn't have even something remotely close to that. So, who knows? It's it's interesting to think of skeptical things like that famous quote from uh, Abraham Lincoln that never trust anything you read on the internet. Oh, sure. Skeptical. Be skeptical even of people who you think are skeptical. Yeah, and then, of course, there was Except that one, us. that Neil deGrasse Tyson quote that uh, Reddit, I think, made up. And it, it sounded like something that Neil deGrasse Tyson might say, so people just passed it on and they kind of gloated about it because it was actually about be skeptical of stuff you read and hear. And so, oh, ho, ho, we, uh, we pulled one over on everybody. I agree. Yeah, did we talk about this? I don't remember. Maybe. So, okay, Voltaire. Voltaire, born. May or may or not, may, may, may not have been. Voltaire may or may not have been born on the 1st of the 20th of November. Yes. <laughs> but another interesting person who was born on November, 20, November 21st. See, you wanted to say the 1st of the 20th, didn't you? Shut up. <laughs> Lewis Roberts Binford. Now, Donna is not allowed to speak for two minutes or less until Gary can tell us who Lewis Binford was. Lewis Benford? Binford. Binford. B-I-N. F-O-R-D. Did he come up with the term bin? Or how about furred? (laughs) No. And he is not a dissonant cousin of Bin Laden. He must must be uh, probably an anthropologist of some sort. Yes. And perhaps he found Lucy. No. Perhaps That was he... Don Johansson. Okay. Not she Don is going to correct your ass on every guest. I don't... That, okay. Oh, you're, you're <coughs> stupid because you don't know... I don't know who it is. <laughs> you're not stupid because I, I didn't know who this person was either. I'm ignorant. Um, did you write a book? He wrote several. Several books on anthropology. A division of anthropology. Uh, uh, about human, uh, uh, evolution? Nope. Uh, about toes? Nope. Noses? Nope. Uh, okay. Games, game shows. <laughs> Games in a manner of speaking. Uh, game theory. In a manner of speaking. Shaza. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say. Well, I could say, but, you know, that would just spoil the whole thing. So, Donna, why don't you tell us? He's actually known for his work with the Inuit and um, analyzing ritual and how ritual played into um, economic and ecological cohesion amongst the the tribes. And, And he worked a lot with these tribes because he wanted to see how they interacted with their 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 technology and their artifacts. So to see how that could inform how artifacts changed and how that affected culture and culture affected artifacts and back mm. and forth. Yeah. <clears throat> because he was part of this whole new archaeology thing, which uh, before... So like, like new math. Not not really, but in the, like, before the 1950s, there was the side... Archaeology was pretty much just find an arrowhead, draw it, date catalog it, it date right. it, and put it in a museum... That was pretty much it. Right. right. Where he was part of the movement in the 50s, 60s, 70s to say, let's kind of tie this into culture and let's see how artifacts affect people and we can see how cultural cultures evolve. Yeah. Cultural diffusion is his was his primary area of expertise and a man on my uh, dissertation committee was Lewis Banford was on his dissertation committee. So I am ba- essentially the grand student of Lewis Minford. Interesting. Yeah. Got so, to have dinner with him a couple of years ago before he died. 
So he, he yeah, that would really, be awkward after he died. Yeah, I know. <laughs> really cool guy. Really reminds me of um, P.Z. Myers because he was known in archaeology as being this, you know, venomous, argumentative, hateful professor. Like, mm. but he just one on one time he's like the biggest teddy bear ever. Okay, so he he just brooked no shit. Yep, pretty much. Okay, awesome. But no the important was thing is that he pushed for a more scientific method version of anthropology and archaeology. Yeah. And that's good science-y stuff. Yay, science, which we will be talking about right. later. Actually, we'll be talking a little bit more about science. I'll just shut up about the science part. Yeah, we'll be talking about the scientific method in thinking about science and science-y stuffs. Like now! Now would be good. Yes. No. There was a pretty cool article recently in... Yes. What was it? Fizz.org, which is one of my go-to places to find news articles and such on science. Yeah, because TMZ really doesn't work for science. Does Not it? Yeah. so much. Well, actually, the original study is going to be published in Nature Biotechnology. Um, actually, was published a few days ago, November eighteenth. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't subscribe to. Right. <laughs> but there are a lot of good news stories on it because yeah. it was fascinating science. Yes, uh, Fizzorg kind of boiled it down. Aggregates it? Sure. Both of you. Both of Yes. Thumbs high to both of you. Are you planning on putting that thing? You guys didn't watch too closely the Armageddon movie, did you? Thumbs high! Anyway, so, there was an interesting uh, article on Fizzorg, which, as you said, was in the biotech, that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> new nanoparticle halts multiple sclerosis now being tested in type 1 diabetes and asthma yay it's being tested of course it's being tested in rat models yeah or mice, but mouse models but that's it's cool it's stuff. the first step yeah. so what this is is a uh as it says a nanoparticle but it's biodegradable and it delivers an antigen to the appropriate place in the body like a white blood cell would, and um, then it goes away. The body kills it. <clears throat> Excuse me. The nanoparticle that they have is approved by the FDA for this particular purpose or for a generic purpose of drug delivery. It's, so, it's already been approved because it's part of biodegradable sutures. And so all they have to do now is figure out how to make an antigen that uh, repairs or stops the body from... Attacking itself. Attacking itself, which is what multiple sclerosis is. Right. right? So what happens with MS and, and all these kind of autoimmune diseases is for some reason the body attacks its own cells in various places. So with MS... The myelin membrane. Exactly. There's this myelin sheath on uh, the nerves that insulates it. Yeah. And MS is essentially like taking a bunch of wires and stripping off the rubber insulation. That's not good. And kind of, since the brain is kind of a jumble of wires, short-circuiting happens, and then you can't walk or you can't see. It could various different symptoms. It's not, right. MS is kind of like cancer. It's not just one thing. Well, right. it is it's one a, thing, well, it's, it's a, but sorry, it could have various symptoms. symptoms. Sorry, my bad. Yes. Yeah. My bad. So That's nothing like cancer. Say. Right. Nothing like cancer. It's one thing, but it has various symptoms. That's <laughs> shut up now. Okay. Moving on. So this doesn't repair no. the problem. What it does is the nanoparticle has the antigen on it, and the body says, oh, this is something that we don't have to attack, because it absorbs it into its its blood, white blood cells. It says, oh, okay, it's all good. So the other white blood cells that are produced, copying that, don't attack the myelin sheaths, because they have that antigen particle. Yeah. And hopefully... They're thinking the same thing can be done for the autoimmune things like type 1 diabetes, where the diabetes cells get attacked by the immune system, or asthma, where the lung asthma cells get attacked yeah, by the immune system. It's kind of weird that the body starts attacking itself, and then you introduce a foreign agent, a nanoparticle, which Juice. is completely foreign. To, to stop it. Yeah, and it's like, oh, sure, come on in. Yeah, but also <laughs> this, this new technology is, is coming with a pretty hefty price. Because the ability to um, use a patient's own white blood cells that they're going to have to use is very... No, no. Ver- this is actually replacing that. 
That's the current treatment. That's so the current treatment? What they're, what, yeah, the old style was basically taking out someone's own white blood cells, adding the antigen, and putting them back in, which is essentially like, I don't know, kidney dialysis on steroids, where you're taking out the blood, reprocessing it, putting it back in. Yeah, or what's a, what's that? Um, uh, it's now a pseudoscience, but it has... Chelation? Chelation, yeah. thank yeah. you. But... So, is not like you said, way, that's but. incredibly expensive and time-consuming and problematic. Yeah. Here, you've got these um, this nanoparticle polymer thing that's actually made out of... This fake suture, or yeah, biodegradable sub- suture Which is made stuff. of basically kind of, I, th- I think in the article it said, like, lactic, lactic acid and one or two other, like, amino acids or something like that. Lactic acid? Milk yes. acid? What if... Natural substances. Okay. And this is not natural in the bad pseudoscience way. It's actually occurs within the body and and is not a completely foreign substance. So instead of taking the white blood cell, they take this nanoparticle and glob the antigen onto that and inject it. And it goes to... I love those technical terms. Glob. Yes. (laughs) It goes to the spleen where it says, oh, I've already attacked that. We're all good. Don't have to attack anything else that has that marker on it. Which is good. And in the rat tests that they were doing, they said that um, the pe- the rats with MS um, analogs were pr- protected from having episodes for up to 100 days. Yeah, right on. Which, considering I know people have to take daily injections, sometimes weekly injections, depending on what medication you're on for MS, yeah. they were saying this actually translates to several years so instead of having to have a daily or weekly dose, you would basically go in, have this shot of essentially an MS vaccine. I like that. And then you'd be protected for a few years. Great. Let's hope that this all pans out yeah. and, and translates into uh, human test subjects and not just... Yeah. Those mice, you know, they, they have a rough time, but they get all the good treatments. Yeah. Well, the, the best part of this is cur- the bad ones, all the so. current MS treatments... Essentially, just suppress your entire immune system so it doesn't attack the myelin particles. And as we know, that's bad bad because you can get sick easily. So then you have to take another lot of drugs to protect yourself. So pretty much you're on this drug cocktail. Well, it depends. Uh, That is a a very broad statement. It's not quite quite like AIDS where your immune system is trashed entirely. No, I understand that. But But, you're suppressing the immune system, so therefore... Which can lead to other problems, yes. Yeah, that's not a good thing. Well, I hope I hope this pans out. But interestingly enough, we also had um, in San Antonio uh, the, the the HIV re- yeah, research. The uh, Southwest or Biomedical Research Institute, which is formerly Southwest Research Institute, um, <laughs> applied for the patent for the an AIDS vaccine this week. Right, so the Texas Biomedical Research Institute in San Antonio seeking a patent for, for HIV, um, which is really cool. Something here in San Antonio, got funding. Um, so it's a vaccine, but it's not it's not a treatment for HIV. Right. And it's not that drug cocktail that right. that people take well, when most, they have Most it. vaccines are preventive, preventative anyway. Right. So this one apparently... Uh, just stops the HIV from being transmitted from one person to from another. Through, from epithelial through mucosals. So basically any sort of skin cell, because it's your epithelials, through any sort of, you know, Sexual wet contact. Area. <laughs> so Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> through well, that's good contact. because the three primary entry points are... <laughs> Mucosal wet. and wet and skin based, so right. Um, I think that it, it would, won't protect intravenous drug users. Right, it won't protect, and I'm willing to bet that it's not going to protect strictly from anal sex. I think that it's more a, a vaginal oral sort of. I well, I, I I think it's less likely to protect. From anal sex, mainly because anal sex is more likely to lead to any sort of tearing, tearing, tearing or ripping. Right. So if you're doing it right, well, if you get all your supplies you need at adamandeve.com, <laughs> then you'll, this vaccine will probably 
be a a big help. Right. <laughs> it's not 100% effective, but no vaccine is guaranteed 100%. And it is a study done in conjunction with France, which has been fighting, been one of the... There's being French again! <laughs> well, they really have been leading the fight in AIDS for for many, many years. They were the first ones to actually identify what the AIDS virus looked like. They were the ones who uh, cracked the DNA code on it. So this is actually, you know, international, not just local to us. So, but yeah, go science, go San Antonio. Yay. Science. Science is good. Science can teach us good things. It can, can't it? Yes. Unfortunately, there was people out there who don't want us to, or think that science just doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. They have a problem with science. They do. Someone's got to stand up to the experts, after all. Oklahoma Senator Tom Coburn. Boo! Um, he went through and tried to find places where we can cut spending, or the the government can cut spending. Right. I assume he's a Republican, because Republicans are all big on... Cutting spending right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I think he's a slightly different flavor of Republican because he's cutting spending from one specific area. Military. Yes. Wow. He's, he's trying to find places in the military to cut. And there are tons of places yeah. in the military to cut. Don't, uh, don't buy military hardware that the military doesn't actually want. Yeah. But that's there, there was this discussion that the, the military is a, a form of pushing technology forward. Because you need immediate technology there, right? And so the internet came out of. I mean, the internet came out of it. Uh, medical systems came out of right, it. Right. I was going to say the latest work in in um, biomedical technology in regards to limb replacement and and burn treatment. Sure. All military, yeah, which we wouldn't need if if we didn't want to work. Yeah. If we yeah. But it's wars. an important thing for um, epic rap battles because people get burned. <laughs> Right. And there's a lot of limericks. Yeah. Or did you say limbs? Limbs. Limbs, limbs right. not limericks. And okay. so and so while we've done a great job of getting some good medical technology because of the wars, and that's helping people who aren't in the military. Right. Lo- lo- but, or even just research by DARPA, which just tries everything. And that's the point, is DARPA. Uh, because that's why I mentioned the internet. Because DARPA kind of created the internet. I know CERN also did that. But DARPA and was... Al Gore. Yeah. Well, no, he never said that. I was just making <laughs> making a joke. I just want to be... Skeptical? Wait, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, skeptical isn't funny. Sometimes it is. <laughs> the devil you say. The devil you say. Um, so, Tom Coburn went after DARPA, and specifically a $100,000 that was spent on a seminar. You think, God, it was like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of thing, mainly on Saturday, a couple of things on Friday and one thing on on Sunday. But anyway, kind of like Skepticon. Yeah, kind of like like Skepticon uh, or TAM or any number of things. TFC. Yeah. And so he said, well, this is $100,000. We can cut this right there. I mean, they asked, did Jesus die for Klingons too? That was the name of one of the... That was the name of one of the talks. And the so talks. he ridiculed this whole thing. But the entire seminar is looking at the 100-year Starship Project, which is a very interesting and possibly a very important thing that humans should be looking at, considering we have 7 billion people on the planet and growing all the time. And only a few billion years left until the sun explodes. Sure. So they're looking in the next... Uh, 10 years, is it possible to build a generation ship, which is you send a, a, you know, a minimum number of people that can interbreed. Four. Okay. According to the Bible. Bit... <laughs> I think I was two, actually. <laughs> well, actually, if you look at Noah, there's him and his yeah. wife and then his and sons. And sons apparently so like got seven, the, yeah. the wives for the sons come, came from somewhere. Yeah. Exactly. Well, sort of like how Cain and Abel ended up with wives. Yeah. Yeah, the people. <laughs> I consider myself to be the other, the people outside of the garden. Anyway, <laughs> so they're looking at, you know, how can we send people to the stars? How can we send them out into space? Give them a plane ticket to Los Angeles. 
<laughs> I think exactly. that was outer space. It yep. is. California is way out there. If you look at the 100-year Starship study, which was a public symposium, so people could go in and, and listen to these, and I wish I could have. Uh, it was in Florida, and it was on April, May, June, on July, end of July, July 22nd. They talked about propulsion. They're talking about whether or not they can have artificial gravity, whether you need it, uh, physiology of going onto a generation starship, um, education, social, legal considerations, where would you send this communication, uh, you know, how, how do you inspire people with the stories that you can tell? And then there was philosophical and religious considerations, and that's did Klingons need Jesus. Now, you think that, oh, this is stupid. Well, look at the world. <laughs> this is a very important topic, especially for humans, because we tend to blow people up if they don't have the same idea about religion as we do. And we're talking about an entire civilization, an entire other beings. Do they, is, you know, who are going to maybe laugh at the idea of a supreme being or of the son of a supreme being? Or maybe. They have the same idea, you know. So this is this is something to think about, and that's what these people are paid to do. But it was a small minority of this larger conference talking yeah. about how to push technology even further. Right. It was it was one part of an entire day. Right. That he's focusing on this. Did Jesus die for the Klingons too? So it's it's kind of like uh, what was it? Sarah Palin four years ago pushing on and the fruit flies. Yeah. Right. It did. Yes. Right. That's exactly. And that was that was my take on it too. It's like we get a lot of good science from studying something that isn't directly related, just like NASA, Velcro, memory foam, all sorts of stuff that's standard economic stuff now that people sure. sell day to day. Communications. Yeah. Computers. All this stuff. These are all corollaries to something else. So you don't know where an idea is going to come from or or how it might be used. I mean, when they launched Sputnik 50-odd years ago, yeah. did they know that we were going to be so dependent on satellite phones and GPSs nowadays? Probably not. Had okay, been, maybe Isaac Asimov would have known, but <laughs> <laughs> not everybody. So yeah, but, Well, I mean, he came up with satellites, yeah. right? So you keep pushing technologies in every way that you can so that not only does it make the next space program better, but it also makes life on Earth better. Sure. And, and, the, and another uh, what you could almost call foolish thing is uh, Lake Vostok in Antarctica. Oh. Um, the Russians have been drilling there, and there's uh, – doesn't matter. Anyway, so there's a, there's a couple of uh, science groups down there that are drilling into these – under glacier lakes and there's thermal heating from the bottom there so there's there's thermal vents and they're trying to find out whether there's life and if there's life there that may mean that there's life out, out on there. europa right uh, you know within our solar system probably not complex life or advanced you know self-aware life like we are but maybe life in some form yeah which would just show how Robust. Either easy or hard it is for life to form right. to know how much life there might be out there outside of the solar system. Exactly. Exactly. And we'll be talking about that maybe a little bit later as well. Well, uh, there's there, you can go on to his, his website and you can read all the stuff. Website? Coburn's. Okay. And see all the stuff that he's bitching about. Right. Yes, there are some important cuts that could be made. I, I think that he is focusing on the wrong areas. Sure. I mean, the, because the he's talking about... The silly, low-hanging fruit. Yeah, he's talking about $100,000. Okay, every little, just, bit, every little bit counts, but $100,000 compared to the trillion-dollar debt, compared to the $800 billion budget of the yeah. military. Right. Yeah, there are bigger things to be cut. And, and this is a way of... People get of different disciplines in different areas getting together to talk about what they do and what they could do, and you get new ideas. Yes. I, you know, I got the idea several years ago of, I'd really love to do a podcast when I went to my first TAM, and that 
kind of inspired me to join on with you, Gary, and what you were starting. Yeah. So, and that was at a conference of thinking, I want to get involved. I want to get more energized about this. And that's where that kind of interchange of ideas at just a conference. And that's, that's an investment. Yeah. Like some of the other things they're talking about that because he wanted. Who, who knew that you would start writing skeptical songs? I did <laughs> yeah. not, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> some of the other things Coburn talks about is he doesn't like SETI. The search for extraterrestrial uh, intelligence, which is not actually a government thing anymore. Right. Well, there, there. He quotes that there was some two million invested from the Air Force. I think it was when SETI went offline last year. Sure, it, but there's there's other reasons to be right. looking out there. Yeah. And and SETI <laughs> is just constantly reading radio signals and other signals where they're big telescopes and. That data can be used by regular astronomers or the Air Force for more information about the universe we live in, yeah. which is a good thing. It's a very good thing. And, I mean, we do have to be looking out there because we, we have so many movies that show what happens when evil beings come to the, the Earth. They, Heck, I mean, they first, they, they always destroy New York. <laughs> <laughs> always. Yes, yes. I just watched Independence Day the other day. There you go. That is a movie that does not stand the test of time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, well, yeah. the aliens don't even have to be evil. They You're can right. just have microbes that fuck with our bodies and we're dead. Right. Kind of the opposite of War of the Worlds, the original version, not the Tom Cruise sure, piece okay. of shit. Uh, Star Trek uh, uh, Save the Whales one. Yes. Right. I think it's the third one. <laughs> Four. Yeah, we tried to forget Four. about it, though. I don't, know, I don't know why we. Who's we? The royal we. Yes. We prefer that one to go the way of the dodo. Um, kind of got off the rails a little bit. <laughs> Us? Never. Off the rails? Yeah. I can't imagine that. So you've got Senator Tom Coburn being just, just looking at the surface of things and not really understanding that there's a lot that can come out of basic research yeah okay yeah 1.5 million dollars to research how to turn beef jerky into beef jerky roll-ups <laughs> that sounds very silly on its surface and one of the things that's listed on the article you posted on this gary but yeah. the first thing i thought of from a skeptical point of view is well maybe the military might need compact ways to transport meat that doesn't go bad you think to use in different ways and and yeah we have slim jims which are compressed versions of beef jerky type things but maybe we need Version those in, being the key word there. maybe we need that in other forms <laughs> and and to research on how to pack as much nutrition into things as possible i'm sure the, all the nutrition bars that all hikers and joggers use nowadays to beef themselves up was originally research done for military to feed soldiers on the go and now that's a big industry thing. Sure. It's it's basic science becoming commercial science. And the the beef jerky one that they were talking about actually has, like, you can use it as sandwich meat. And, you know, it's not just, you know. And you can use it to fix your Jeep. Exactly. Sure. And you then, never know. Cause you might. And then the, the next one on the thing. Does this cult gun make me look taller? U.S. Air Force paid uh, $680,000 to fund research on whether men were perceived as taller when they were holding a pistol than if they were simply wielding a cult gun, paintbrush, or power drill. The answer is yes. Okay, but this is psychological warfare right Yes, here. exactly. Uh, Which is a huge part of... I mean, it's like it's like military. you don't want to you don't want to make a simple gun. You want to make the Kilozap gun, you know, <laughs> from from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which makes Looks it very deadly. <laughs> yes makes it very clear that there's a right end and a wrong end of this gun, you know, and that you don't want to be on the wrong end. Precisely. I mean, okay. Yes, all of this stuff could be done by industry, but the fact is it's not. And the military has specific reasons for why why they're doing this. Okay, because you're ignorant and don't understand, like I say, ignorance is no excuse. Why don't you try and understand why it's done, rather than just saying, this is stupid. stupid. Yeah. And so, uh, Coburn, I think you're a jerk. I think you're an ignorant jerk. I think you're a dangerous ignorant jerk. And I don't think of, you're an idiot, however. Speaking of dangerous, <laughs> ignorant jerks... Ah, now we can talk about the idiot. 
We have another story that's gotten a lot of press this week, which is Florida Senator Marco Rubio. Ah, back in the news, that man. Who, when asked in an interview for GQ magazine, how old do you think the Earth is? He responded thusly. Harumph, harumph, harumph. How about that? I'm not a scientist, man. (laughs) I was hoping you would do that in a voice. I'm not a scientist, man. I can tell you what recorded history says. I can tell you what the Bible says. But I think it's a dispute amongst theologians, and I think it has nothing to do with the gross domestic product or economic growth in the United States. I think the age of the universe has zero to do with how our economy is going to grow. I am not a scientist. He has to say say that twice. I don't think I'm qualified to answer a question like that. At the end of the day, I think there are multiple theories out there on how the universe was created. (laughs) And I think this is a country where people should have the opportunity to teach them all. I think parents should be able to teach their kids what their faith says and, and what science says, whether the earth was created in seven days or seven actual eras. I'm not sure we'll ever be able to answer that. It's one of the great mysteries. <laughs> okay. There is everything wrong with that paragraph. Yeah. First off, let's review a couple of episodes ago, talking about the pivot. Yes, yes, the political <laughs> pivot. Classic example of the pivot. How old and do you think is the Earth is? I want to talk about, about religion. About the economy. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the economy for a second. And he's wrong. <laughs> yeah. And these are... <coughs> I mean, we've had this problem... <laughs> Two or three times. Yeah. Okay. This this has become a very concerning recent problem because we also have young Earth creationists on the science and technology board up in Congress. Oh, whatever the hell those morons were. He is Mordock. All- Mordock. People. People saying that you know the the, the rapey people. Yes. <laughs> Marco Rubio is on the Senate Commerce, Science, and Transportation Committee. There we go. That, okay, just hold that on. That is the, an awkward, disturbing silence. <laughs> but I'm you, just... I'm, oh, hold on. I'm just wrapping my head around this. Commerce, science, and transportation. It seems like a very it's, odd it's, grouping. Well, it's probably a holdover from the well, 1800s when it, you know transportation and technology was just trains. Yeah, but it, is it commerce, comma, science? Or is it commerce, science, and technology? Senate, commerce, comma, science, comma, and transportation committee. So it uses the Oxford comma, too. Awesome. Go Yay, Oxford comma. Oxford comma. Or and for those the, of you who are against it, fuck off. Or at least Phil Plate used the Oxford, the Oxford comma. Right. <laughs> As well he should, because it's, it's the right thing yeah. to do. So, I mean, uh, some of the things I, I highlighted when I looked at this story is, uh, is, I mentioned before, twice he has to say, I'm not a scientist. Yes. Like, that's something to be proud of. Or, or that, like the fact that we couldn't figure that yeah. out. Yeah. You don't, ha- and 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 the the fact is that you don't have to be a scientist to have a basic understanding of the general scientific knowledge we have. It's like those surveys that have gone around of people being asked, "Do you know how long it takes um, the Earth to go around the sun?" Right. And that like half of Americans don't know that's one year. Yeah. Or, or those kind of basic scientific facts. Yeah. I guess my the, entire complaint about this is it's very Sarah Palin-ish. It's the don't defer to the experts. Oh, my God. You know, all those educated people. I don't uh, know, well, so nobody else does either. Right. It's a great mystery. Which, speaking of, you know, did you see the Eric Coven video? Where the sixth grader basically calls him out, basically <laughs> on that whole that. argument, because Eric Hoven uses the same argument: we can't know everything, therefore it must be disseminated to us from somebody who knows everything. Therefore, it must be disseminated to us from we God. We don't know. We don't, it, we don't know everything. Therefore, we know nothing. Right. Yeah. And a sixth grader calls his shit. It is beautiful. I highly recommend finding it. But like I said, this is very Sarah Palin of don't trust the experts. You know, those people. Yeah, teach the controversy because I've you know, heard that the universe is old, but I don't want to believe that, so I'm going to have to say, well, the Bible says this, and science says something else, so 
anything goes. Yeah. Right. And my answer to that is I want these educated people in our electorate. I want these. Not Rubio and, and uh, Coburn and, and all Coburn that. and all of that. You mean I, actual educated people. Actually educated people. Right. I want people that are smarter than me. But this is this is the this is the problem. Is, is that it's not going to happen because everybody the, wants their neighbor elected? Possibly, but really Marco Rubio thinks he's educated. I I had Jehovah's Witnesses come to my door this week. That's always fun. Yeah, and I decided to have a, a conversation with them rather than slamming the door in, in their face. Well, I wouldn't have slammed, I would have said. But the first thing I said was, first of all, I don't believe in your religion. I don't, I'm not a religious person, and I think your particular religion, probably your young earth creationist. Oh, yes. Yeah, can't go with that. That's not scientific. And so we, she tried to convince me. <laughs> And so basically Noah's Ark, the the big flood, and it's like, there's no water? Uh, there's not enough water to do that. The, and, yeah. the, and she tried to pull out the, the layers, the stratification and the bones. I'm like, but that's not true. I You know, the bones go from less complex to more complex. And carbon dating shows that they're older. Then, well, but, that... That's that's one pet peeve I have about some articles about this that talk about the age of the earth, the earth being you know four and a half billion years and all that. They often talk about oh well we have carbon dating we have yeah. carbon dating yeah, we have carbon dating which no does right. not take we, it back that far right it only goes back what ten the half life of in the whatever in the ones or tens of thousands of years is carbon dating but we have lots of other radiometric dating right. Of various elements, so I just wanted to put that in there. Okay. No, Before right. we get emails from our listeners, we you got, are you are correct. We got one email from one of our listeners last week about our discussion about satellites, but I'll put that at the end. So I just want to avoid emails. Okay. Why emails are good. Correcting Unless, emails ah, are scary. Yeah. Regardless, got, there's there's no way that she could convince me, and I finally told her that it's like okay, there's no way that you can convince me because you don't have the knowledge necessary to show me that you are correct. All you have is faith. And she's like, well, here, this tells you about Jehovah. So I got a pamphlet. So I, 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 you know, I basically, the watchtower. No, no, just a small little plant pamphlet. Who is Jehovah? And so I probably, you know, that, I guess that's stealing, you know, about a penny from them or a 16th of a cent or something. So there we go. Sitting, sitting in my, in my room. I may read it. I may not. <laughs> probably won't. Don't have time. So, the, 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 but the problem is, Rubio thinks he's educated. Yeah. Well, and, in his defense, he does have a law degree, and he is educated to a certain extent. But then again, yeah, you yeah. got people But he is like, not educated in science. No, 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 that's true. Well, you even have people like Bobby Jindal, who has a degree in biology. Right. Who's a creationist. So you don't even have... It, it, it's bad enough that that happens, but... The age of the universe has nothing to do with graduate degrees. No. It, it, it really needs to be basic high school level education or middle school level right. education. Yeah, yeah, but we'll, we'll get that. We'll, we'll teach all of the sides of the story as long as they're Christian. We only have so many days in the year to teach. Well, this is why schools should go to a year-round model rather than giving them three months To off use those the extra three months to teach creationism? Sure. And flat earthism? Absolutely. And and in health class they'll teach you that the stork brings babies? Absolutely. And you As long as they teach It turtles all the way down with you, isn't it? Yes. Yes, and you can't get pregnant if you have sex standing up or, or in high heels or if you squat Which afterwards. is actually I, I I mean having sex in high heels is actually quite painful. <laughs> you yeah, especially know this? It depends on How? where the high heel hits you on the perineum. Oh, wait, I'm not supposed to wear the high heels? I thought you were having sex with the high heels themselves. No, no, in high heels. Oh. <laughs> okay. Not yeah. with. In. Hold on. Well, you said were in, you so I thought them you were... Or was your partner wearing well, them? Well, we were both wearing them because, you know, it's. You can't have, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving right along. <laughs> um. And that would be awkward silence number... 23. 23. 23. <laughs> yeah, sure. 
Yeah, a good prime number. So there's all that discussion about, you know, I'm educated or I'm not a scientist, but I know and all yeah. that fun stuff. But there's also the, the horrible statements of, um, I think the age of the universe has zero to do with how our economy is going to grow. That is flat out wrong, because if you don't know basic science, like how old the universe is and how we know that, how you have converging lines of, of evidence... And you have an hypothesis, you do an experiment, or you look for um, archaeological evidence, or um, if you don't know how science ast- is done, astronomical right. evidence, and all that. If you don't how, know how the scientific method is done, to know that we know the age of the universe, is, uh, well, we know the age of the universe and the age of the Earth to a pretty good damn degree. Damn you, Rubio! Then you don't know how to do science properly, which means you make a bad cell phone, which means you make bad medicine that kills people, which means you Not don't have good scientific um, tests and controls and quality control and research and all that kind of stuff to know that science is good and makes our economy gooder. Yeah, I, I disagree a little bit with, with what you said because you can because of the cognitive dissonance that people can, can have – um, it can hold perfectly ridiculous beliefs and mm-hmm. still be able to be good engineers because right. engineering is a very specific mindset of, of logic. And I mean, and, I, I, and I, I was going to say the same thing. There is a certain mindset for medical research right. and, and everything else. You can have faith and you can question the age of the earth. And still be a good research scientist. Not necessarily, because we have that guy who who had the story on a couple of weeks ago from JPL, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was a big creationist nutbag who kept spouting it, and was he was not being no, 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 scientific, no, and and because of his lack of adherence to scientific scientific thought. Sure, why not? <laughs> That led to him them saying, "Listen, we just don't want you around anymore, and you're an asshole." Well, yeah, no, because if, <laughs> but that's because the guy was an asshole. He, he could he could still they could they could legally say we're firing you because you're an asshole who's disturbing the people who work around right. you. But I wouldn't want to have someone work at my rocket lab who did not believe in the scientific method and that it could prove certain well, things no, no, and because, disprove certain others. Right, but again, he uses. The scientific method to prove his point. It's a bastardization of of science, but in fact, like I said, it's that that disconnect. He could be a perfectly good programmer and and still be a good engineer and still believe that the Earth is six thousand years old. But be- it's going to put a hamper on economic growth. Because Not necessarily. No, no, I, because I, I think it will. No, because it's a separation. It w- if if you the, the problem comes in, as we say with the JPL guy, is when you start bringing that bullshit into the workplace, right? If to me, it's an apples oranges <laughs> argument. I see you're, what you're saying. <laughs> right, you're, you're saying that because he doesn't adhere to the scientific method in this one respect. He won't adhere to it in any respect, which is It can hold back, maybe not in all areas, but instead of doing 100% of what he could do, because he has to hold on to this cognitive dissonance of saying, well, I still have to believe in creationism, he's maybe doing 80% of what he could do. Okay. Which will hold back in economic growth. I'll I'll, I'll agree in, in, in in some cases that, because if you're doing some good science, not just engineering, because I think yeah. he was not necessarily a scientist, but he was more of an engineer. But if if you are looking for the truth rather than just trying to fix something or make something, I, I agree. I, in we, I mean, that type of thinking has held held back uh, medical technology for hundreds of years because the church decided that they're going to burn anybody that looked at the human body after it died. Right. You know? So I agree. In, in, in that aspect of it. It, it. it may not be specific examples of different people. I wanted to use the JPL example because this guy, I, I thought that was a good example. But in general, it will hamper scientific efforts because you'll have kids who don't know basic scientific facts who probably won't go into science 
or people who who may be interested in science, but then they have bad teachers who are telling them creationism, 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 sure, sure. and they don't go into science where they could be the next Albert Einstein. Okay. Yeah, Aside <laughs> side of that is also some of the best engineers that I know, and I've worked with engineers having to understand how bones break and and how you know joints work and, and everything else some of the best engineers i know are young earth creationists the reason being they see their whole mindset is everything is created there is this mindset of everything fits together in a specific way for a specific reason and that's how you do it and for them, that cognitive dissonance doesn't enter into doesn't, the equation. Doesn't enter into the equation of being an engineer. They are fantastic engineers. Right. Yeah. And it actually seeing having that belief system of a creator made all of this actually in turn helps them. I, I understand, but like Gary was saying, it's a big difference between someone who's trying to build a watch and thinking, oh, there's always a watchmaker, and doing biological research and saying evolution doesn't happen. Right. So I, okay, I, I, and 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 not understand and and fighting science in saying that evolution doesn't happen and saying that climate change can't happen, yeah, can affect a whole lot of other sciences because you're saying. Science can't be trusted, and that's a very dangerous right. concept. It's, it's, when the, it's when the dogma intrudes. intrudes. Maybe with things, like you said, like engineering, it's not, you know, it's a small effect, but other sciences, is a huge effect. Sure. Medicine saying that we, you know. Well, uh, now, yeah. now the medicine saying that actually, God will heal you if you pray well, hard yeah, enough. But God will pray if you he- uh, pray hard enough. We can't do stem cell research. Things don't evolve, so we're just not going to. Yeah, it depends. Trust anything. It, it depends on what you're doing because I can see if you think that the body was created and you want to fix something, you can you look for a mechanism, and it may not. It may make more sense if you looked at it from an evolutionary point of view, but just from a strictly mechanical, biological, chemical sorry, yeah, biological chemical point of view, um, it would make sense. Okay, we know that these chemicals work together, but so I. I both agree and disagree with your assertion. But I think the important thing is that we together as a trio disagree with Coburn and Rubio. And speaking of education, um, for those people in Texas, the Texas Freedom Network, TFN, uh, is looking for R is R. R. The TFN are looking for... People to is. to talk with the State Board of Education and put together presentations and try and show them that science is important. So go to the TFN. I'll, I'll put a link in, in the show notes and on the blog. Um, anyway, go, and if you have time and are an engineer or a scientist or whatever and care about education, uh, go and help out the State Board of Education. Because they're looking for the textbooks. Reviewers. Textbook reviewers. That's what they're looking for. Damn it. I didn't have it in front of me. Whatever. I'm so, yes, if you like you reading email. textbooks, and who doesn't like reading textbooks? Um, I read textbooks for yeah. fun. Then you should sign up. <laughs> so I actually already have. I've already. Oh, right on. I should probably do. It's, I mean, as soon as I graduate. Okay. So, uh, before we move on, though, uh, a while back there, uh, and I didn't get this in, uh, we were talking about chelation, and I said that there was a pseudoscience. It's actually not a pseudoscientific thing. It is used for a heavy metal remo- removal of heavy metals from the blood, but it has fallen into the pseudoscience camp as removing cancer cells and other things. So I just and wanted to make that clear. Autism. And autism, yeah. Kind of like needles are used to inject medicines, but they're also being used for acupuncture. Sure. Exactly. Um, And also, when I say heavy metal removal, that doesn't mean that they're going to come and take out your Metallica records. So, moving on. Cricket? Letter? Cricket? Yes. Um, No, I wasn't going to wait for the crickets. Not not so much of a letter as a a direct message telling me you guys were wrong. So, we spent, I don't know, a good ten minutes hypothesizing about 
We talked last week about how the atmosphere, having more carbon dioxide in it, the upper atmosphere will release more heat and thus contract and be thicker, but also shorter compared to height-wise. That's what the article said. And that this, we talked a lot about how this might have an effect on satellites. Right. Well, we spent a good five minutes talking about GPS satellites. Right. And this listener, Donald Lacey of Arizona, said that GPS satellites are at 11,000 miles well outside the atmosphere. So they're not low enough in orbit to be probably affected too much. There might be other satellites that are affected. But, no, that's probably true. But not I, I GPS. Thought, I thought they were closer. Oh. Well. I'll have to look at okay. So in, in reward for correcting us, uh, pimp out a little bit, um, Donald Lacey writes uh, a column in... The uh, Tus- Tuscan Citizen for Free Thought Arizona and his latest you mean art. Tucson? Tucson. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did that last time I talked about Don. Just, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> well, you're talking to someone who still insists that we live in Bexar County. Okay. Anyway, so his latest uh, blog post over at Free Thought Arizona at the Tucson Citizen. <laughs> Is an atheist thought about uh, thoughts about Thanksgiving. Oh, excellent! So awesome. He, well, thank you um, so much for for yeah, writing and correcting you. us. D- thank you for pointing this out to us. We do appreciate it. Yep, it's the problem of being in a extemporaneous kind of conversation. You know, we we kind of model the show about kind of. Skeptics in the pub without the pub, as in just friends talking about what interests them. And sometimes we get things wrong. So if we're wrong, please let us know. Yeah, and we'd sometimes. be happy to correct it because <laughs> we believe in the scientific method that we could be wrong. Yes, absolutely. So thanks. Yeah, 12,000 miles. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess. I guess that's, that's it. it? Is that going to be it? I think that's going to be it for this week. Yeah. Uh, there was a blurb out uh, raising awareness of some super special thing that happened with Curiosity on Mars, but they didn't really say anything, so we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, hopefully you will have an amazing discovery in the next couple of weeks that they'll have replicated their data and will be good. Yes. But well, until such time... Um, we'll just shut up about it. Because probably Except- Senator Coburn wants to cancel Curiosity because it's it's not mm, doesn't have a tank gun on it. I don't know. Well, actually, it has a know. laser on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to bet that there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of women that will have an objection to Curiosity being canceled because if that means getting rid of Mohawk guy, there's going to be an uprising. <laughs> An uprising. Yeah. They'll revolt. Hey, he's hot. I admit it. <laughs> he's married. So? He can still be hot. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure there are some married women that you like. Oh, no. No, 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 no. We we men, once we see that a woman is, is, is married and got a ring, we just, we turn off that switch in our minds and we do not... Think sexual thoughts about those women ever, 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 ever. Ever. Nope. Never, never. Nope. And that never, never was not a double negative. Nope. Wow, I can smell the bullshit. (laughs) No, we're just just following General Petraeus' lead. That's just my dog. She needs to go outside. (laughs) Yeah, there's a... (laughs) And a short programming note before we go to remind listeners that... Technically, this week we've released two episodes. There's eight, episode 84A and probably B. There's going to be a B. Uh, apparently, I have left off a uh, in- interview from there, so I will upload that uh, as an 84B. Plus this episode 85. So yeah. go check your feed on iTunes or take a look at our blog to see um, where we have posted episodes if you didn't get that feed burner thing going or something. Yeah. And we hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Yes. Or is having a good Thanksgiving. Unless, maybe maybe you're not in the United States. Maybe maybe you're overseas and you Mm. don't have Thanksgiving. Maybe you're just celebrating Thursday. Good point. Or Friday. I can never get used to Thursdays. (laughs) Thursdays kind of suck because it's just after hump day. 
And so it's kind of this letdown because you were expecting to get laid the night before. I'm single. I never have hump day. You have a dog. Oh, no, no, Gary, no, ew. (laughs) Yeah, you know that's staying in there. (laughs) Oh, icky, icky, Gary. Go get him, Harpo, kill. (laughs) Killy, 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 killy. (laughs) Okay, we will see you, uh, we'll talk, we'll, we'll do this next week. (laughs) (laughs) Ciao. Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. Honeydews. Actually, but of course, that's wrong because obviously you can elope. So it's just stupid. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was just waiting for the tumbleweed to roll through there, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. That's a mighty poor joke there, stranger. We don't take to that kind of humor here in Texas. <laughs>